Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Friday edition of The Drive. Yes, TGIF. Hope everybody doing well. Another nice day. A little bit warmer today, and it's going to be a little bit warmer than that tomorrow. But, you know, um, it's not that unbelievable for for this time of year. We're used to there being warm weather for football. Going to be probably as warm. I guess this will be the warmest game, uh, the warmest weather for a game that we've had as the Georgia Bulldogs in town tomorrow as we renew the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Friday Drive. Bill here, Dan on the way, Drew across the, uh, across the way on the, on the controls, as usual. And uh, we, we'd love for you to join in. We will talk with Scott Bagwell, voice of the Auburn High Tigers, as uh, he's on his way to Legion Field as Auburn takes on Ramsey tonight. And then... Uh, We'll have uh, Scott on here in hour number one. In hour two, Coach Don Dunn joins us. We'll get his thoughts as the Tigers look to uh, bounce back from last week's first loss of the season uh, at Texas A&M. We'd love to hear from you. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise, um, a, a full slate of SEC games this week, seven conference games, as all 14 SEC teams playing each other. So that should be – there's some good ball games there and some other interesting ones around the country that we'll take a look at as well. Um, did uh, anybody catch the high school game last night, Clay Chalkville and Thompson? Wow. I was talking and, – and we'll talk to Scott Bagwell here in about uh, 25 minutes or so. Yeah, Scott, Scott was uh, told me this morning, I thought about it too. It's like flashbacks of a couple of years ago the uh, state championship game as Thompson looks like they are beaten the game. I mean, it appears and and they did lose, but I mean, they're down 36 to 26 with a minute 15 to go as Clay Chalkville scored um, their quarterback, Jalen Mbakwe. I mean, with his fifth touchdown of the night, the five-star Alabama commit, man, he had a been and, and, and he's a, He's the number four player in the country as a as a cornerback, but he was playing quarterback last night for uh, for Clay Chalkville. Had a fabulous game. Ten of thirteen passing, ran for hundred and sixty something yards, uh, and five touchdowns. And they go up thirty six to twenty six on a keeper, about a fifteen yard keeper, and score with a minute fifteen to go. So it's like, yeah, not very likely, but. But remember, Thompson has the now freshman quarterback, Trent Seaborn, who uh, hit a receiver in stride, and the guy made a couple of great moves, ran away. Mbakwe was playing corner, but he had to be a little gassed because he'd carried the ball 29 times, thrown 13 passes, nearly caught him, but, I mean, turned into a 75-yard touchdown, so they score onside kick and recovered it. And – and uh Got the ball down to the uh, 20-yard line, but uh, could not 
could not uh, get it in, missed missed a 43-yard field goal that had plenty of distance, but missed it wide left that would have sent the ball game to overtime. What a heck of a high school game last night. Some more great high school action on tap tonight, as I mentioned, though. Auburn High traveling to Ramsey, one of the top. It's sort of a, sort of like a uh, uh, situ- same situation as last night because Hoover 7A and Clay Chalkville, you know, is a, is a lower classification. What, what and you've the, got Auburn and Ramsey tonight with the same situation. What's the function of not playing region games at this point in the season? Like, why, why well, you only they... have so many region games you can play. Yeah. But, but why, why aren't they just getting them – like, why, why what do you mean? Why do, aren't they playing other 7A schools? Why or? aren't they playing non-region games at the beginning of the season and then playing region games all the because way through? Because that's the way the state schedules it. Okay. State, the state schedules it so that you've got uh, – sometimes you have little breaks in between where there can be, you know, other non-region and, games. And I guess or, if everybody's getting breaks, yeah, that would make sense. I, I would also see the benefit of, of playing, you know, the out-of-conference slate. You know, like some college football teams do, right, where they'll play their – They'll, they'll play their four out-of-conference games or three of their four out-of-conference right. games early. But, but not, I think – Well, uh, see, the, the other odd thing about Alabama is you've got some, some regions that have eight, uh, one that has seven, one that had nine. I mean, so, so it doesn't always line up for everybody. But uh, You know, tomorrow – speaking of, uh, of, of slates like that, Tomorrow is just one of only two weekends this season. With nothing but it with conference seven, games. Yeah, with yeah. seven SEC games on the Because slate. of open dates, which are starting right. next week, and Auburn's got an open date. The Auburn's ele- one of the teams with November, an open date next November week. 11th is, the, uh, is, is Auburn, Arkansas, and that is the other, that's the other Saturday this mm-hmm. season with, uh, with seven SEC games on the slate. So just two weeks this year with the full seven SEC games. Right. Like everyone, everyone in the league – in action, playing a league game only happens twice this season. Tomorrow is one of those. Uh, tomorrow's one of those two days. All right, so uh, uh, we're wide open. Love to hear from you. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety is the phone number. Oh, you can text the show too. Three three four five six four eighteen forty on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Shout out to Derek and everybody at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Uh, you can also catch. The podcast of the show, wherever you listen to podcasts, go to your favorite podcasting platform or ESPNAU.com's podcast center. That's all presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. So, yeah, a, a loaded a loaded slate tomorrow. It's busy in town, Bill. I don't know if you mentioned that oh, it's, in, the, it's, in, in the lead it's, up. Yeah, yeah, it's really busy. I got caught in the traffic around an accident on. That's what Drew was telling me out on uh, university. One? Yeah, I was on the yeah, one. See, yeah, the, the I, I didn't think I was running yeah. late, and I actually took what I thought was the bad way when I turned down Dean, I came on through. It was right. fine today, so it was the, the uh, yeah. and and yeah. So so be safe out there. Just I mean, it seems like uh, un- unusual, not unusual for the Friday before the Georgia game, but you know, I mean, just a lot lot of folks uh, in town already, and, and I imagine that number is just going to grow between now and kickoff. So yeah, be a, be alert and be aware out there. There could be some folks. What, what would you say, Bill? There could be some folks driving around in the next forty eight hours who don't usually drive around Auburn. Like some people who yeah, are new there in will. town, out-of-towners. Plus, you never know what kind of fun folks have been having. So I would just say be be oh, sure. alert and aware sure. I, uh, th- this weekend on the road. You know, thinking about it a little earlier, I would imagine most Auburn season ticket holders have been around 
been to a game this year. It was probably their third third game of the month. I mean, between homecoming and the opener. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, some folks, you know, let other people use their homecoming tickets, things like what, that. Auburn's played two home games, and the stadium has been packed for two home games. Right. So far. Like and, that, and now comes a bigger game. And now comes Georgia, which is, you know, traditionally one of the two biggest home games of the year. And, uh, the, yeah, the biggest game Auburn's played uh, th- thus far. And, I mean, what's the what's the win streak up to, Bill? I never get the number. Is it twenty four? Georgia has won. I think that's right. Georgia has won twenty four straight, and that's not that's that's twenty four straight. That's not over Auburn. It may feel that way, no, but it's no, not over. No, Auburn. just it's just uh, they're going for <laughs> what they're going for seven straight over over Auburn. I believe it's I believe it's six in a row since uh, if you yeah. start with the start with the seventeen SEC championship game. Uh, but the <clears throat> the uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what the what the number would be there on. Like, because because Georgia's twenty four starts with the SEC championship game they lost. If you go regular season games, you gotta go further back. I believe Georgia has not lost a true road game since they went to Tuscaloosa in twenty and and got beaten by Nick Saban. So I think you gotta go like a while, and that's because there have been they've lost in Jacksonville since then, and they've lost in Atlanta since then in the SEC championship game. But like a true, I mean, it's it's been. Over three years, I believe, since Georgia has lost a true road game in conference, or just just overall, not not just in conference play, they've lost games since then. But I mean, it's still, a, and it's a a twenty four game win streak overall since that twenty one SEC championship game that they lost to Alabama. So yeah, this is a uh, it's it's a it's it's a, it's a historic challenge, but it's also uh, you know it's a, it's a, it's a game that I don't know. Like I mean, I feel I feel like there's a Am I nuts for thinking there's there's a path to victory? You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta roll. You gotta you gotta really. Auburn's got to find Auburn's got to find some offense somewhere. They've yeah. got to find a passing game. They've got to find something to be able to, um, you know, sustain offensively early on, especially. You're gonna need to be so sharp early to yep. to keep the game close. And if Auburn can do that, and the depth can hold on later, like the longer this game is close, the longer uh, something strange can happen. But uh, yeah, it, it does feel like, you know, uh, Pascal alluded to it la- uh, yesterday that if if Georgia moves the ball early uh, tomorrow, like, it, it, you know, if Georgia, especially especially if they can finish drives tomorrow, like if Georgia's if Georgia's offense is successful early tomorrow, Auburn's in big trouble because you're counting on. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, you're counting on Auburn's defense to be at its best early in the game because of what you might think of as depth issues, especially compared to Georgia's right. roster. Right. Auburn should be fresh. Georgia has been a slow-starting team. Stadium's going to be year. loud mm-hmm. and, and at, at peak peak velocity. Um, if Georgia has success offensively early, right, like that that maybe spells trouble for, for Auburn because all those things seemingly would be advantage Auburn at least early. Not advantage Auburn, but they, they would seem to be playing in Auburn's favor early in the game the longer the game goes on you would think those things might start to break towards Georgia uh, so yeah it's a uh, you know it's, it's a little bit like last week right I mean the game's at home now but you're an underdog uh, the, the other team uh, has the pressure of uh, they're they're supposed to take care of business and, and put this game away the longer the game stays close the longer the outcome is in doubt uh, maybe uh, maybe something can happen that gives Auburn the you know it expands the path to victory uh, possibly for uh, uh, for Auburn, but they they got to be they got to be sharp and they got to be really sharp early. Early, early is the key yeah. for Auburn to 
you know, to be able to have a chance. We'd love to hear from you, 334-321-1390. Let's get to the phone, and Dak gets us started. Hey, Dak. Hey, Dak. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. How y'all doing? Okay. Good, good. Now, to answer Dan's question, talk a little bit about last night's Thompson and Clay Chalfel game. Uh, the uh, When you get to the uh, place that Thompson is, it's hard to find teams that, that will play you in the non-region slot. Right. So, you know, so Clay Chawful, uh, have being loaded the way they are, they saw an opportunity to be on TV and, and take advantage of that. But, but yeah, you know, and plus Thompson is at that point, too, where they're trying to get a national championship. So they have to play teams, that, as many teams that are ranked really high as they possibly can. It was like we, when I was at Prattville. Uh, you know, we had to play teams out of state. Had to, we, we would pay people 10000 12000 to come play us because we couldn't find nobody to play us in the non-region slides. So that's kind of the way Thompson is right now. Hey, that, you know, Auburn High's got a lot of the same thing. Auburn and Central and Thompson and Hoover have trouble right. finding people to play them. Hey, Dak, Dak, if you don't mind me asking, were you, were, you around, were you around Hoover during the reality show days? Yes, I was. All right, all right, cool. I mean, I, we, we remember, I think, you know what, one of the first shows Bill and I ever did together, and I remember it for a variety of reasons, but Bill, one of the first ones we ever did together was the day that that show premiered on MTV. That's one of the things we talked about and took calls about. Oh, yeah. The Hoover, <coughs> it was the night of the premiere of the what Hoover reality. What, Two what, days, what, right? what it was the name? Two days, right? I think it was called. Yeah, okay. Two days, but yeah, the, the night. Yeah, it was two days. Yeah, the, the night of the reality show, and then I knew uh, I knew Ryan. I, I knew Ryan Pugh was a student at, at Auburn too, and he's he's uh, he he was a buddy uh, for for, uh, for for a while too. So I'm always I don't know I I'm I'm interested I'm interested in that period of time at that school, but no, it's cool to uh, it's it's always how, how are you feeling about tomorrow, Dak? What, what's your like like what, what's what, what what do you feel like is a crucial thing for? Uh, for, well, for this for this to go well, number one, like y'all hit on, you, you cannot give up the big play to Georgia early. That that is huge. I, I think if our defense is playing as good as it's been been, and I say we don't force nothing offensively. Let's let's let them make the mistake. Uh, but now if they jump out, you know, uh, on all cylinders and then moving the football at ease, then then you know that changes. But look, the last three years. We defensively, we were hanging in there till till turnovers killed, you know, basically changed the game. And and I say the same thing tomorrow is going to happen. As long as we uh, don't turn the ball over and play field position, that is huge, especially for a guy that's coming in here with their quarterback that had never played here. The field position is the name of the game, and don't turn the ball over. We got a chance, and I I, I think we do have a chance. I think. I expect our quarterback to play better, and um, I and think I, there'll be a few changes. Go Dak, ahead. I'm sorry. Dak, I, I get, I get not wanting to avoid turnovers because I think you can't, you can't give Georgia the advantage of, I think giving the advantage Georgia the advantage of short fields is probably is, is you know something that would be catastrophic for Auburn. Right. Uh, you know, Bill hit on the the stat about Peyton Thorne hitting his first down passes against A and M in a game where right. things didn't seem to be going well for for Auburn's passing game at all. Uh, Auburn called four passing plays on first down in the first half. Yeah, well, considering right. Peyton was six for 12, he was four for four on first down. In the first half of that football right. game. So I, I would wonder, maybe Auburn, and I likened it to a jump shooter who needs to see some shots go in yesterday, 
Like, I, I wonder if Auburn needs to come out throwing and Peyton Thorne needs to get a couple of completions under his belt and start to feel a little bit dangerous, right? Like, that that's what needs to happen early for this offense, because especially against a team that's probably going to be focused on Auburn's run game. I, I agree, but but the passing game has got to be one, two, three, throw. Yep. It's got to be something come out quick. quick. What, yeah, whether it's down the sideline, throwing a fade, or whether it's throwing it to the running back, it's got to be something where he doesn't have two and three reads. He's going to go to one, he's going to go two, he's going to get rid of it. He's got to do it. He cannot take sacks. Oh, yeah, no, I, th- I think that, that was the – as notable as the the accuracy issues were in the, on those first couple of throws, the the one to the, the first one, the crossing route that went over the guy's head, and, and the miss right. to Jay Fair down the sideline, the pass rush getting to him was more alarming than the accuracy issues because I thought he sort of That's more or less exactly. struck. I mean, even even there were some drops factored into that six for twelve. So even That's with right. the even with the, the the two misses, you know, he could have had a better looking day statistically. But the way some of those sacks, you know, seemed That's to right. I, I don't know, the, you know whether it's whether it's throw it throw it over the you know throw it to the sideline or, or throw it at the feet of the nearest guy. Like you, you can't you can't give up that yardage. That, that's right. You know, and if you take away those terrible sacks that really were on him more than it was, is you know he, he's got to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. He, he can't just go down. And if you take those away, it, it's not as bad as it seems. You know, you know that old saying: it's never as good as as good as you think you are, and it's or never as bad. bad as you right. think. Yeah, and and I think it's one of those situations. I, I really, I really am looking forward to seeing him. You know, you know, come back and rebound a little bit and and play a little bit better game. Uh, but the key to this thing is not giving them home run balls. We cannot let them, and, and that, that's why it's going to be huge whether McConkey plays or not. He change he will he changes their offense, and you know I, I, I hope for our sakes he don't play. Uh, and you know, and I think it's, it's you know they're keeping that a secret, aren't they? Right. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to come. He he's made the trip, and he's going to dress out. I guess they'll decide yeah. in warmups. Right, right. But uh, before I let you go, talking about last night's game, Bill, did you see Clay Chalfel's offense and defensive line? They got some. They, were, they got some monsters. They were massive, massive man, and. and you know, Thompson's offensive line was outweighed by like sixty pounds. Oh yeah, they I mean, the, the one kid's a five star, and he is a, he's a giant. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I think I think they said that uh, all the way across the board, they all have offers. I mean, it it was unbelievable at the size of Clay Chalk for what was. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, not to mention the you know the speed. And they're a smaller had. school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Good hearing from you, Dak. We need to get to our first break. Ed, hang on. You're up. When we come back here on the Friday Drive. Come experience the fourth annual on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls, and let's get to the phone. And Ed is up next. Hey, Ed. Hey, how you doing, Bill? All right. Hey, I was just going to talk about a couple things if I could. I'll try to make it quick. First, uh, uh, on the past uh, game, if I read correctly, there was no RPO 
he was surprised at the play call. Now, how can you be a head coach and be surprised at the game plan? Well, the, I've been a little confused about a couple, a couple of the, the things he said and exactly what he meant. What he said, and last night during Tiger Talk, he said there were no RPO passes, and he'll have a heart attack if he'll have a heart attack if that if that yeah. they don't do that. So that doesn't necessarily mean now maybe there maybe the RPO wasn't called maybe the the play wasn't called for him to be able to read whether it's a run or pass, or yeah. it could be that the quarterback didn't correctly the make the decision to throw the ball instead of running. The quarterback was, was falling to the ground. We all saw that. But, uh, you know, uh, and for him to say, and he said this, now I might have misquoted exactly if I didn't know passing, but he absolutely said that he was surprised at the play calling. Now, how, how can that be? Well, and, he, and I, I well one one explanation. I'm not. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to finish. But one one thing I would. Uh, I'm not going to cut you off. I, w- I will let you finish. But one plausible yeah. explanation on the uh-huh. Hugh Freeze being confused about the play calling. Maybe there uh-huh. was a disconnect between the game plan and what was actually called on the field in situations. Right? Like Bill, it's let me help help me out here. Like maybe I think he's trying yeah. to to let. Philip Montgomery call the plays without getting involved all the time, or he has been doing that. Because I think Hugh Freeze has been complimentary of the game plan too. He said, "I went in really liking uh, the, right. the game plan, and then it didn't it it didn't pan out the way they thought it would." But we also saw this week, uh, also though, that he's you know reported everywhere that he spent a lot more time with the offense and said, point blank, he's going to be a lot more involved in yes. the play call. Well, he says he's going to be a lot more involved in the offense. So I would assume, yes, I would assume that means he's going to be um, uh, there to either agree yeah. with or change a call. Yeah. Okay. okay. You, you're talking verbiage, and I think I'm right. But anyway, uh, as far as Auburn people thinking, uh, also, the way they're playing right now, he's acting like and telling everybody. And listen, I'm not bashing on you. At all, I, I you know I hope everything goes right, but, but but he's saying that recruiting is everything, and you look at how we're calling plays and playing. Unless you're a defensive player, why would you want to come to Auburn? And Walker White, our, our savior, coming is averaging fifty three percent of pass completions in high school. You know, I, I think there's absolutely a need for Hugh Freeze. I think he understands the urgency of this offense cannot be historically bad through the air this year if he's trying to make Auburn a destination on the recruiting trail for impact quarterbacks and impact wide receivers. Like those two things, those two things aren't going to work. Now he was able to spin, I mean, he got blown out multiple times at Ole Miss in year one by teams like Alabama and Georgia and Texas, and he was able to absorb that and still recruit really well but he scored points in some of those losses it was yeah. still yeah they, they lost because their defense was struggling but, 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 but i'm just my point is if you're a, a very good 
wide receiver would you want to come play for, from what you've seen from Auburn so far this year? Would you want to come play at Auburn? No, the answer, if that's all you had to go on, the answer would be no. The sales and that's pitch. Why, and that's why he's talking about, and I know it's bothering a lot of people, but he's talking about the talent gap and things like that. I think he's telling recruits, I'm not able to do what we normally would like to do because I don't have the players yet. Now, the sales pitch might be come be, come be part of the solution. Like, you know, it's, it's a problem right now. Come be the wave of players right. that fixes that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm not. You're right, Ed. It's not yeah. helping. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if that sales pitch is landing. I'm not in the room. I mean, it seemed to work on Perry Thompson, sight unseen. But we'll see if we'll see if Auburn can land those kind of players. Go into your inner, you know, uh, Mike Leach or you know uh, Jerry Glanville or whatever, and just open the game up and and make it exciting. Even if it, I mean, what he's doing is not working. So uh, you know, we're not going to run through the rest of the SEC. It won't happen. They have got to get a passing attack. And, and like I said, I'm not worried about this year. I'm thinking about, you know, uh, that Ty Carr that uh, just decommitted. Yeah, and nice. it's in mm-hmm. Auburn and Miami and wide receiver. And I just worry about losing kids. Like, And I know the offensive lineman that we got from California from uh, Mater Day, uh, he's just announced he's going to be visiting Texas. Yeah, this weekend. So, you, you know what, though, Ed? Yeah. I, I get your concerns, and I think they're valid, like real concerns. I don't know if the sales pitch is going to work if, if, the, if the offense isn't there. At quarterback, I am convinced you can find the right guy in the portal. More and more schools are doing it. It's just, you know, so if things aren't working, you can change the picture at quarterback really quickly. It's everything around yeah. quarterback, the line of scrimmage, impact wide receivers with an NFL ceiling, stuff like that. You need to be, you need to find those guys in high school. And yeah, you probably need to show something on the field if you're going to convince them to come play for you. Yeah. And, and one, one more thing I was just going to say again, I'm not bashing you freeze at all. I just, it, he's got to make it more exciting to recruits. He's got to, you know, get more involved with the offense. And, I, you know, I, I think he will. I, I'm not, I just I didn't I, I picked just for seven wins this year and I don't know if we'll make that or not. I think we might still, but uh, I don't think we'll get another one this weekend. But but anyway, War Eagle guys, yeah, appreciate appreciate the call, Ed. Yeah, it's not likely, um, but that's why they play them. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. We're going to check in with Scott Bagwell, who's on his way to Birmingham how about for this? the Tigers against Ramsey. How about this? Not likely. I I, I think of. Mississippi State, Auburn, and South Carolina. Three double-digit underdogs in the SEC this weekend. And uh, South Carolina's the only one of them that's on the road. I think one of those games is going to be razor thin. And I think the one that's on the road may be the one. And it might be that one. It yeah. might it might be that But I, I got a feeling we're going to be have a razor thin. Maybe it's three routes. Maybe it's three. Yeah, di- all three of them are double-digit. I, I around think, two touchdowns. I think one of those games is going to be. Nice. Let's ask Scott Bagwell about that when we come back. We'll do that and, of course, talk some Auburn High when we come back here on the Friday Drive. With Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this 
Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls, and uh, right now we'll head to the uh, phone line and check in with the voice of the Auburn High Tigers, and that's Scott Bagwell, who is uh, headed up toward Birmingham, up to, as we were talking earlier today, Scott, historic Legion Field. That's one way to put it. Yeah, that just, um, that's what, that, uh, tell, go ahead and tell everybody what you said today when I said that. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's usually a term for old and decrepit. Yep, <laughs> that generally, that generally is. But, yeah, Legion Field, the site tonight for the Auburn-Ramsey matchup. It's funny, we were just talking about uh, a little while ago with Dak about the uh, Thompson-Clay Chalkville game, and, uh, yeah. uh, and, and it came up, you know, Dan was, Dan was uh, talking about why teams are playing non-region games and, and, you know, playing teams that aren't in your classification – when you're good, it's tough to find other teams of, of the same size that want to play you. Yeah, the other thing is 7A, it, it, it's difficult because most games are, if it's not an in-region game, it's a trip. Like for Auburn, 7A teams outside of Auburn's region are four hours away in Mobile or two-plus hours away in Birmingham. So it, it, it's just tough. Um so Birmingham teams get lucky because the 6A teams are kind of right there. They can play them. Uh, Thompson played play Talkville. Hoover's going to play Mountain Brook. Um, some other kind of games like that where you don't necessarily have to travel. And, um, you know, you have to travel enough during the season when the playoffs hit. So if you can find a way to be uh, – to have, a, uh, to have a, a region game where you don't have to uh, travel, that's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's the goal. What, what can you tell us? I know Auburn suffered the early loss uh, in region play. They've uh, worked to, uh, to to straighten things out since then, uh, including the, the game last week against Percy Julian. Uh, how, how do you think things uh, – how, how do things look for Auburn uh, headed into this non-region matchup? Next three games will determine, you know, really what's going to happen. Uh, even though Ramsey is, is not a region game as far as tiebreakers, tiebreakers, it's a huge one because if things play out a certain way and Auburn Enterprise dose an all tie, the first tiebreaker is non-region wins and the Nova and the total number of victories the teams that you beat have. Right now, Auburn's at one because Hoover has one win, and obviously they haven't beat Ramsey. If they beat Ramsey, that number goes up. But Enterprise has a good total, and so does Dothan, especially if Dothan's able to knock off Baker. Um, so, you know, things get kind of, things, there are, there's a very possible path that, that plays through that Auburn goes seven and three and doesn't make the playoffs. However, if Auburn's able to, to play well and get some victories in the next couple of games against Ramsey, Opelika Central, that doesn't matter. And Auburn finds, finds a way to, to, um, into the playoffs. Auburn's playing a lot better. Uh, they, they have kind of found their identity after the quarterback got hurt, after mm-hmm. Jackson got hurt. Uh, they got the big win at Dothan, which was a, a you know a, a, a very very tough week as far as just figuring out how to how how to move the ball, how to find a way to score, and all that. Since then, Henry Allen really played better. They were able to throw the ball some last week, and uh, but it's a step up. Ramsey, defending 5A state champions, number one team in 5A, they're really really good, and this should be a this is going to be a very very tough uh, game for the Tigers. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, people would think, well, you've 
you've uh, you, you've won some region games against 7A schools. Now you're playing a smaller school, so it should be a piece of cake. Anything but the situation against yep. Ramsey. Yeah, no, Ramsey, uh, their linebacker's going to Alabama. Their quarterback is 6'4", 6'5", uh, can, can absolutely fling the football, spins it well. Got athletes to throw it to. They got guys all over the place on defense to fly around and make plays. You know, they, they won 5A last year. It's a really, really good football team. And, um, you know, Auburn last year was able to pull away from them. They, they, they got to the quarterback. He was a sophomore last year, made him uncomfortable. And, uh, and that was kind of the key to, to victory last year for Auburn was, was making that offense uh, just get off beat, get off tempo. And, and the same thing today. If, they're, if, uh, if, if Ramsey's able to run their inside zone, and throw the RPOs off of that, and they take their shots downfield. Uh, it's going to be a tough offense to stop. And the other thing is, is Auburn offensively, their offensive line's got to continue to grow, uh, and they got to continue to find ways to, to move the football. And uh, this is going to be their their toughest game since that dozen game. Talking with Scott Bagwell, the voice of Auburn High School Athletics. You can catch all the action tonight on Wings 94.3, uh, Wings FM. Uh, com. You will want to stream the game, but Scott and the gang will have uh, the uh, the call here on the radio over on Wings ninety four three starting uh, thirty minutes after uh, the drive is over. What do you know about uh, What do you know about Ramsey, Scott? Uh, I I know they got a whole bunch of talent and they're really well coached. Um, it's a team that returns, I think, eight or nine defensive starters from the team that won state a year ago, um, and and it's a, it's a game where Auburn has to win up front because if it turns into an athlete versus athlete game for Auburn, that's advantage Ramsey in a big way. Uh, the other thing is, is Auburn needs to make sure they're focused on this game. There's a massive game looming next week at Opelika. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Central's in a couple of weeks after that. But if Auburn looks past Ramsey, it's going to be a long two-plus-hour bus ride home on the way back from Legion Field. Hey, talk about the, uh, the 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 tiebreakers and everything that are involved in in in, in this thing. I know that um, it's still, I mean, it's still tough for Auburn, but boy, they can't afford to be losing non-region games either. Yeah, if if the one that that could make things very very interesting is if Central and Opelika are one and two, and then Auburn, Dothan, Enterprise are all tied. Then that turns into non-region victories and, and who your your victories beat. So that's the one that uh, that scares Auburn a little bit because the other thing there is once you determine a winner of that three-team tiebreaker, it's not the top two teams go. It's once you establish who wins that tiebreaker, mm-hmm. then it immediately goes back to head-to-head. So say you get in a situation where Dothan wins the first tiebreaker and then it reverts back to the head-to-head with Enterprise, means Auburn's out of the playoff. Scott, wanted to uh, wanted to get your thoughts on uh, tomorrow's slate of SEC games. I know we don't talk a ton of college football with you, but I know you've been paying attention uh, to Auburn's season uh, this year. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I said before we went to commercial uh, in the final segment of, of the, or the, the the end of the previous segment that, uh, that that I thought there could be an upset somewhere among these double digit underdogs, or at the very least, a game that goes right down to the wire. I don't know if that's Auburn. I don't know if that's South Carolina. I don't know if it's Mississippi State late night against uh, Alabama in, in Starkville. Uh, but uh, what, what do you think? Uh, what do you think needs to go right for Auburn uh, tomorrow if this game is going to be close enough for Auburn to, to, to pull off an upset in the uh, in, in the second half? That Georgia. 
Georgia team that played in the first half against South Carolina, it'd be great if they showed up for four quarters. <laughs> um, I, I, I think Auburn's going to need some help. I don't think this is a situation where Auburn needs to play perfect and then they can get a win. Um, I, I, I don't know that Auburn has the firepower offensively right now to say that. I think they're going to need some help. I think Georgia's going to have to turn the ball over, give Auburn some short fields. Auburn's going to have to take advantage. Um, you know, last time Georgia was here, you know, Auburn was in the game in the second half and then Georgia pulled away. If Auburn has a lead in the second half against Georgia tomorrow, then all of a sudden that Jordan Hare magic can kind of pop up. I don't think you're going to get it if it's just close, like if it's a one-score game, a two-score game, and Auburn has the ball, something like that. I think Auburn's going to have to have the ball down less than a score or have the lead in the second half you to really put pressure on Georgia. Now, the other thing is, is if Auburn has success early, how does that quarterback respond in what will be or has the potential to be a hostile environment for his first time? Yeah, you know, first road start of his career. You know, a game uh, a game that was referenced by a, a listener to the Observer podcast, they pointed out in the comments, they said, you know, this game for Auburn really – and the ending didn't go the way Auburn would want. But they're Are you like, about to say 2006 Georgia game? I was about to say the 2009 Iron Bowl is a game where if, if, the, if, if you can get a start like that, if you can – because that was another team. That was the eventual national champion, uh, Alabama. That was, that was Saban's first national champion team yeah. uh, in, in Jordan Hare that until – Until the they fourth, ran picks all the way down the field, uh, Auburn was uh, – Auburn looked yeah. like they were going to win. Against this, an Auburn offense this, that had struggled against really good teams, uh, you know, earlier yeah, in that season. Yeah, but that, that offense at least had shown the ability at some – for glimpses against SEC teams to be able to do something. Like, even in the losses, there was at least, like, a handful of drives where you can say they went down the field and scored, did some things. That, and, offense, uh, did that, more, kind of that offense did more in the West Virginia game than this offense has done in, in four games this season. And the Tennessee game. <laughs> and the Tennessee you know, game, yeah. When they went up there and, and, and had a lot of success, and then all of a sudden they had the bad – the, the Kentucky game was awful. Beat a pretty LSU, good – Beat a pretty good old Miss team, I think that season. And you yeah. know, and, but but so no, but I think, but I understand. Like, someone mentioned that game, and it had not crossed my mind. But it's like, yeah, that's one yeah. where, like, boy, you'd need. And that was a that was a relatively early start. Uh, Jordan Hare Stadium, you know, I know it was back. It was in November. It wasn't, you know, the, it the was end, the end of September. It was a, a one thirty or two o'clock start because it was a Friday. And the reason I know that is because if you're an Auburn fan and an Auburn high school fan, it was an absolutely terrible day. <laughs> Because Auburn lost in the last minute to Alabama, and then Auburn lost on the last minute punt return to Prattville in the Final Four. Oh yeah, that's right. Day. I believe that was also not to turn this into a segment about the 2009 Iron Bowl. I believe that was also, isn't that when the Tiger news, the Tiger Woods news broke? Isn't that the game where the, the I believe that is the game where CBS breaks in and says Tiger Woods has been in a car accident and he's been rushed to the hospital, and then we find out that it was the domestic dispute with the with the wife and the golf clubs like mm-hmm. with, like that that I all would, that all I, I guess for people who were in the stadium that day that doesn't that doesn't yeah, that, strike yeah but for, for no, anyone, i was at the yes. game I, right I got no for clue. folks yeah, okay so for folks who watched it on television that's fun to be able to tell you guys about this for folks who watched that game on television there were multiple uh there were multiple cbs news updates about the tiger woods car accident during the 2009 uh, during the 2009 Iron Bowl, and that's that's also something that stands out to me about. about yeah. Aside from if the, you, if you're yeah. an Auburn, 
if you're an Auburn fan and you want to point to a game, I think the 09 Iron Bowl is one where you can go, hey, that's a game where Auburn wasn't great and then played with a really, really good team. But what happened in that one also was Gus Gene saving up. That's when the first kind of kind of card in the deck that, hey, Gus might have Saban's quote-unquote number was that game when he did not have the horses and he was able to scheme up some things and, and score touchdowns and not just get inside the red zone, but score touchdowns against Bama. Well, that's um, and that's sort of what Ed uh, and some other folks are hoping that this is, uh, you know, this is an opportunity for Hugh Freeze, who has pulled some miracles in the past uh, against much more heavily favored opponents. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, that's what I think a lot of people are are waiting to see. Is there any magic that uh, Hugh Freeze has as far as game planning What's- against a, a, a very very uh, talented team. Once you show that you can raise the dead, even once, oh, you only got to do yeah, it once, right? That's people, right. People think there's a chance you can maybe. He's done it more than once, and he's and Hugh Freeze yeah. has done it more than once. You're right. So when, when I someone... think I think Hugh needs to call that whole throw it into double coverage, get it tipped, have a receiver go on and catch the ball, then run for 80 yards. Call that one a couple of times tomorrow. Yeah, if why you not? Don't remember it. That was oh, yeah, Brian that's, Denny in Brian Denny Stadium. I, I believe that. Yeah, that's one of that's. One I know, of, I know, but I mean, li, you know, Liberty, Liberty beats Arkansas last year in uh, in Fayetteville. That, I mean, we discussed we discussed that play with Pascal last week. That's one of only two. Uh, that's one of only two wins ever for Ole Miss in Tuscaloosa. That was that was right there with the uh, there was one in eighty eight. That was the year after they beat them in Oxford, and, and it was like no way. Yeah, they beat I them mean, back you know, to back years. Yeah. yeah, that was the second of Hugh Freeze's two wins against uh, against Alabama at, at Ole Miss. All right, Scott. Scott great, yeah. yeah, great, great stuff as always, Scott. All right, appreciate who, it. Who all you got tonight? It's not you solo this time. No, Jack. Jack Hudden will be with me. Uh, Rob went to East Carolina to watch his daughter Ellie uh, and uh, her in their volleyball weekend. Um, as uh, as, as uh, she's getting a lot of playing time as a freshman up for the uh, Pirates. That's great. That's great. Great for uh, you know. Great for her and 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 the family. I mean. Uh, and it's great when Rob's available. I just that was why I wanted to check. I I figured he might be uh, he might be checking out uh, her play this this weekend. Yeah, somehow when we go two hours away from home, he found the volleyball game to go to. <laughs> uh, he's not doing that intentionally. That's that's just a, that's just the way it goes. All right, I'm sure you guys will have a great broadcast. Six thirty airtime, right? Six thirty airtime, seven o'clock kick. All the action on Wings ninety four three. All right, you guys have a great trip and uh, hopefully an outstanding game. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good one. Scott Bagwell, voice of the Auburn High Tigers, joining us as uh, he and Jack head up to Legion Field, Auburn and Ramsey tonight, as he said, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kick on Wings 94.3. Outstanding stuff. We appreciate it. And, uh, and yeah, check out also wingsfm.com. You want to stream. And, and, Wings, right. and Wings 94.3 tomorrow will have the coverage of Auburn and Georgia. Game day on wings gets started at 10.30. Network, Auburn network coverage starts at 11.30 for the 2.30 kick. The uh, the team of Andy and Jason, uh, they've been sensational so far through through four games. Really have enjoyed listening to those calls. Will Herring has fit right in on the sideline as well. Don't want to give short shrift to the rest of the crew, right? You know, uh, no, uh, of course uh, not. Paul Ellen, uh, who is... Do, yeah, do you, saw, saw Paul uh, while we were out there. As a matter of fact, yeah, Andy said we... Uh, we saw each other at uh, at the on Friday night as everybody was was eating. But uh, good to see Paul back. Yeah, uh, and and uh, and and the uh, and of course uh, uh, the, the rest of the other the rest of the gang do a do a great job as well. All uh, right, we Brad, will get can't, can't forget Brad Law. Oh no, uh, of course not.
get to our we'll get to our final break of hour number one. Uh, again, Don Dunn will be joining us in hour two. Love for you two as well here on the Friday Drive. Inspired by the bold bike. Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of our number one here on the drive. We'll have former Auburn defensive line coach Don Dunn in hour number two. It's a little, a little hot trip. There you go. Um, SEC football challenge. Don't forget, you can still, uh, you can still enter and win. Go to the contest page at RadioAlabama.net. That's the easiest way. You know what I would recommend? Bookmark, bookmark the contest page at RadioAlabama.net so you can keep up with what's going on, all the different stuff. From all the different that, that includes the uh, oh, we got we got some cool stuff going on with uh, with, with, with Six Flags. Okay, I can talk about that. There's and then of course the SEC football challenge ongoing as well. Orthopedic clinic, Johnny Brusco's, all kinds of sponsors. So we'll be back with our number two. Stick around. This is the drive. The sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in, hour number two of the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls. And, uh, yeah, we we will talk with uh, former Auburn defensive line coach Don Dunn in about uh, 10 minutes or so, 10 or 15 minutes. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. Give us your thoughts on any of the ball games going on this weekend, anything you want to talk about sports-wise. So, wait, so are there people going to Chiefs games? Oh, you haven't heard? I mean, I, I know that there was, a, there was a big piece on the Today Show this okay. morning. Chloe Malas, Auburn Ex- grad, expecting, uh, Today Show Entertainment Expecting reporter. at least 20,000 Swifties tailgating Interesting. for the Chiefs Jets. They talked they talk to, uh, talk to a couple that were a, a couple of girls that were driving uh, 15 hours hoping to get a glimpse. All right, so now of I'm Taylor. thinking, so now I'm thinking this is all. Now I'm thinking this is all just a racket for like Taylor Swift bought a bunch of tickets to Chiefs games and she's unloading them as a scalper now and and she's so you know what I mean like maybe that's because oh, I mean, there's, there's real, a lot of money that could be made yeah, if you if you I'm had telling you if you had Chiefs tickets so people are going to because I knew about the Kelsey jerseys I, yeah, I mean look were, like I mean you're seeing things the NFL is putting out a Swifties interest guy. okay so to Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs no, and and I I mean I, I it has occurred to me. <laughs> You know, they have a real, I said this on social media, Bill, uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have a real Elaine and Putty from Seinfeld dynamic to them, don't they? Like, you can see those two. I like, that's, see it, yeah. Like, that's, that's the couple they seem to remind me of. Uh, but, uh, no, I, yeah, I, I guess it, it, it occurred to me now that there are a lot of people who 
maybe don't care about the NFL that are now oh, going yes. to pay attention. Oh yes, oh there are a lot because yes. of the uh, because of the Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey thing. So yeah, that is. Uh, I I I, it, I mean I, I knew that would happen. I knew that would respond on television. Mm-hmm. Didn't occur to me that the because the thought of she's not going to grab a microphone and sing. No. look what you made me do. No, but for for some people, just, just the thought of of you know seeing her in person. Hmm. You have know, you even ever, at a distance? Let me ask you: this, Have you ever cared that much about a celebrity? No. Where you would say, "No, no, no, no judgment, no, no judgment." If no, the I answer's haven't. yes. Where it's like, like I that get, I would think about driving yeah. cross country just to hope to be in the same place now, that they now, are. No, you know what? No. And what's crazy is, if it were a concert, I would kind of understand. Like, if someone said, "I'm driving 15 hours across across the country to see Taylor Swift's going to play New Orleans next year," right? The right. Superdome. If someone had to drive 15 hours because that was the the only way they could see Taylor Swift, I, I, I know someone who's going further than yeah, 15 hours. I was going to say you do to, to go see Taylor Swift. <laughs> like that, I get. But to see her watch a football game yeah right like i don't know like that's that's especially if you're not a football fan that's a bridge too far now if you're a football fan that would be cool to be there and go oh yeah sure i've seen celebrities at games yeah you know no i I think that you know and and i didn't go to the games to see the celebrities generally i I went to the games to see the game and i guess that was i mean I, i suppose maybe that was also true like in the showtime laker era maybe people went to the games to see who was courtside, yeah, or, yeah, or, or maybe um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like you know th- things that this would. I mean, I guess celebrities at the U.S. Open, right? And for the for the golf, the, the tennis, like Johnny Carson used to always be there at the at the U.S. Yeah. Open and stuff. So so maybe this is comparable to that. But no, I, I uh, it, it the, yeah, the thought that people are gonna like go to Chiefs games because Taylor Swift. Will They're be not there, necessarily like, gonna. I, I mean, and some of them aren't necessarily interested in buying tickets. They're just gonna hang out. Just tailgate, just, yeah, just tailgate, go the tailgate and hang interest. out. I mean, hey, what a boon to the local yeah, economy. How, how about that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City, it's it's, uh, it's 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 their moment for sure. 334-321-1390. That is the uh, phone number to get you through here to the uh, drive. It's the first time I think we've talked about Taylor Swift and, and, and Travis Kelsey on, on yeah, the show it this is. week. And, it is. And that's, I'm proud of our discipline to make it. <laughs> This this long nine hours. Yeah, we've done nine hours of radio this week, and we have not nine hours of sports talk radio this week without giving in to uh, to to seeing uh, to talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Uh, But but yeah, here here we are. But no, Auburn Georgia tomorrow. I think we'll spend most of the show talking uh, talk talking about that. Yeah, I I would think so. Not celebrity. I I doubt. I doubt Don's gonna chime in a whole lot on. Oh man, I don't know. You know, we we might play. Side bet, side bet, uh, oh. over under three Taylor Swift songs Don Dunn could name. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how plugged in he is. He seems like, you know, I, I think that's a, uh, you know, she, and she's you never a, know. She's been a, you, ne- you, nev- you never you know. You never know. You All right, let, know. Let's, get, let's get to the uh, phones. And I think Jeremy's up first. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah, guys, you just took, like, my thoughts. I, I want this to be the first question you asked Don Dunn. <laughs> yeah. And I, because my over-under would just be on how quickly he hangs up on you. <laughs> no, Don's a, Don's a good sport, and I, and I seem to Manny, recall. you're okay there? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm good. Somebody else may not be, but I'm good. Golly. <laughs> That's a, all right, so, so but yeah, can we keep that, him? Oh, well, we're that talking. kind of five minutes, five o'clock. Drew, Drew, keep him turned off while we're talking. So, so I don't know, I like that. All right, maybe keep Wee. him on. Yeah, all right. So, so the... Uh, uh, no, I, I th- you know Don's a good sport, and and he'll uh, you know I, I think I think he might you know you never know he might he might surprise you, but uh, yeah he's he's more I think he's he's looking forward to it. especially on a weekend like this where like we were saying Jeremy only 
Is that hard to believe, Bill? Only two weeks this whole season where it's nothing but SEC, uh, seven SEC games, it, you know, everyone in the conference in action, everyone in the conference playing a conference game. It only happens twice all season. This is one of those two weeks. So, yeah, a big week in the conference and a week where I feel like we learn more about a lot of these teams, including uh, potentially Auburn. How are you feeling about tomorrow's game, Jeremy? I'll, I'll feel better about it at kickoff tomorrow. I'm always, I always feel good about it at kickoff. But, um, now I, like, is there any chance our offensive line can compete with their defensive line? Because that has just been an absolute mismatch for three seasons now, four seasons. I think a better chance this year than the last couple of years. They're not as, they're not as dominant. They are still just loaded with talent. Uh, and and I, I do think that Auburn's offensive line's better, so I think it's a better chance than we've had the last couple of years. Um, because I, I I agree with everyone else. Like everybody says, we've got to be able to throw the ball. Um, and if if we can find some success throwing the ball, we still have to be able to run the ball around the same numbers of what we've run them so far this season. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not going to be one of those things where, you know, if we have a magic bullet and can figure out a way to throw for, for 250 or 275, that you can do that and then not be able to run the football. Because you, you're still going to have to grind out some of those yards along the way. No, I, I think that's probably true. I mean, it, it's going to take more than – I mean, it, if this game is extremely low scoring, right? Like, if, if, if the winner of this game has – what, 13 points, 16 points, right? Like, then then you're in uh, a game that you feel like... Yeah, w- Auburn's w- better for it not to be a shootout. Auburn's yeah. better with it being what, a lower-scoring game. I'm not, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What's, what's the over-under? It's in the 30s. No, I think you can find it at 45. Oh, yeah, I was I think thinking it was, yeah. I think it was like 38. I, th- I, think, I think you can find 45 to 46, depending on... And I believe State State Alabama is also right, right, in, that, right in that same picture. 30s, 30s sound low. Um, unless it's just a thirty-one to three, right? Like I, unless unless it's that way, it, that really does sound. Wild. Yeah. Well, let's see. My I pick, think, my pick totaled forty-four points. I believe so thirty. I, I, yeah, I guess I'm in there too. I believe thirty-one sixteen, thirty-one fifteen would get you if you wanted. Yeah, something. Got, I had thirty-one thirteen. I was going to say something close to a push with the line and the over/under would get you to Georgia scoring. Between 29 and 31 points, and Auburn scoring between 15 and, and 17, something, well, see, something that, like that. That was that's going to be my next question. What what's the minimum number of points Auburn could score and win the ball game? I'm I'm going to say 20. I was going to say like 19. Like if you could figure out a way to kick four field goal, you know, like. If, if you hold Georgia to under twenty tomorrow and lose, it will feel like a missed opportunity because it, sure. be, because it, because it, it, but because it, you kept Georgia to under twenty points. Can, and, and can we like, hold them to under twenty? That's, yeah, that's, that's what I. Question. That's that's exa- I mean that's that's why I would say that's why it would feel like a missed opportunity. South right? Carolina because, held them to what twenty four? I believe that's I think that's right in Athens. Yeah. I mean so I mean but that would. And and that does not answer the question of whether or not Auburn can score twenty one points tomorrow. No, like that I, like, like I, need, I I don't know, but I, I would think we need, that, yeah. we we need turnovers and special teams points. Yep, Auburn needs some help. Ba- yep, ba- basically. All right, I'm I'm gonna be hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm a horse on Monday. So that's that's my goal. And if, I would add, if the game know, is good, if the game's good enough that I'm a horse, we we did well. 
you, you made the I point about you. Yeah, turnover special teams. You know, Auburn needs sort of, you know, not freak occurrences, but, you know, an unusual uh, plays to sort of make an impact. I would add to that the longer the longer the Georgia offense can struggle, like the longer you can keep them from being productive. Because like we were saying, if, if Georgia goes out and it's points early, you know, if they're, if they're finishing drives with points early in the game, feels like especially with the concerns you have about the Auburn offense at the moment, like that that's that's trouble because maybe Auburn has to pass more than they want to run, et, et cetera. Uh, the longer Georgia's offense struggles, the, the more you feel like the window's maybe, maybe cracked open. All right, I hope so, guys. All right, Jeremy, have a good weekend. 334-321-1390. And Marcus is next. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Hey, guys. Happy Friday afternoon. Same to you. Here's, the, I guess, the most disappointing thing for me. And I still have a lot of confidence in Coach Freeze. I think it's going to get better. But, you know, we flipped basically half of our roster. I think 42 new players through mm-hmm. recruiting transfer portal. And we're still really, really pathetic offensively. I know this is not the quarterback you really wanted to get, but I thought the offensive line play would be much improved. And here's what's going to happen tomorrow. I think Will Muschamp's going to stack the box, try to make us throw the football like I would because we've not thrown for 100 games, 100 yards in, I think, what, six games against a Power 5 opponent? Last five, five straight. Yeah, yep. so so it's going to be really <laughs> a real struggle to score offensively. Here's my question. Obviously, we've got to go out and get better players next year because you're a lot better coach when you have better players. Do you think there will be much of a staff change? Because I think we've got some guys that maybe are just not great position coaches, and I think we could be better coached in certain positions. And I think he's going to have to really make some serious changes for us to be where we need to be next year because we cannot have another year like this next year. Because, Bill, I see maybe if we play well, beating Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, that's really the only other two SEC games I see that I think we can win. Right now. Be totally, yeah, yeah. That, that's the way it looks right now. I mean, the things – Things can change. We will see. But a lot of it depends on, you know, the performance here the next couple of weeks against very, very good, um, very good talent. If you, if you see a little you uptick this. there, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm never surprised if there's some changes uh, in personnel on the staff. I don't think there will be wholesale changes, though. Um, I, I, think, I think it's more about getting – uh, getting the playmakers that sure. Hugh is looking and for. We've got some great receivers coming in next year. Yes. Now, look, you and Dan go out to practice. Is Holden an SEC quarterback? Could he be the guy next year, or is that asking too much? I really don't know the answer to that yet. Um, I mean, he 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 throws such a pretty pass, but I, I just don't know, and we haven't seen oh, no. him really under fire to know how he's going to and react. It, and if he doesn't get playing time this year, I think it would be really hard to count on him as your quarterback next year because he, he wouldn't have played. He hasn't played college football to that point and going into a pivotal season. Now, if he wins the job, he wins the job. Right. But I think that if, you know, if, if, if Auburn is uncertain at quarterback at the end of the year this year, they're going to go shopping in the portal and try to find some, <laughs> you know, the best option available uh, for, for next year because that's what happens now in, in college football. And, and whoever wins the job wins the job, but but no, I think there's going to be there, there's going to be pressure. That's that's the new that's that's the new world of college football. Like mm-hmm. if, if if you're not if you're not getting it done at quarterback, you go find someone who can get it done at quarterback, and you only get so many years where you you, you miss or you, you don't have the answer at quarterback before uh, someone else is doing the shopping. Appreciate the call, Marcus. Uh, we'll get to Casey before we get to our first break here in hour two. Hey, Casey. 
guys. What's up? Uh, hope y'all are doing well. Glad it's Friday, man, always. Yeah. Man, me too. Uh, I don't know if Peyton Thorne is glad it's Friday and tomorrow's Saturday. But, well, we'll uh, see. <laughs> but uh, I just want to call and make some comments. Look, um, I think it's like the last guy I was talking about position coaches. I think it's really short to make a call on Marcus Davis because of the quality and caliber of receivers we I have. Agree. Um, so, I mean, I feel like you got to let him at least recruit a couple of classes before you can really start smashing on the position coaches. Um, I do Freeze, have a criticism, if, if though. Free, well, hold, hold on. The position, coach, on the position coach thing, Casey, I think if Hugh Freeze got more involved in the play calling offensively, I think people would start to wonder where that leaves Philip Montgomery. Right. Um, but, you know, the other position coaches, uh, either because of their – importance to Auburn or their relationship with Hugh Freeze I, I could see virtually everyone else on that staff uh, being uh, in good position going into next year uh, quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator is something that I think could become a bigger question as the season goes on oh I agree there look I was about to say my criticisms are is that the offensive play calling has absolutely done nothing to help out the quarterback confidence now I will also say decision not to create a game day starter on day zero is absolutely an issue because of repetition. You can't get confidence if you're not the guy, okay? I don't care. The two, three quarterback system means you just don't have a quarterback. See, it really is. That's what it means, guys. Some people think that this is what we've seen from Auburn offensively is sort of why teams go with one quarterback and just play that quarterback. Of course. Exclusively. Of course. It's because I haven't seen anything this bad since Gus Malzahn played three quarterbacks in Clemson, and it was an absolute nightmare. And what was really crazy is we stayed in that game late until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd, I'd love to see. You know, I think you, you were talking about you know the play calling not putting Peyton Thorne in the best spot. I'd love. I'd love to see. However, you draw it up. I know people would say you know they drew up an easy completion for him against. Texas A&M, and it, and it went over uh, Johnson's head. Right. On that first, but like, the how, thing is, what's the highest percentage pass in the playbook? Ooh, I mean, Other than the bubble screen, I'll give you a hint there. Based, based, on, generally based, be... based on what we've seen so far this year? or No, or, based or, on or, any playbook. In, in the slant, right? Yeah, I would, the I would slant. Think, you know, like short, short stuff, you know, uh, uh, yeah. drags. Tight in outs, right? Drags, things like that. You know, you're looking yeah, for stuff. Yeah, none like, of that. Yeah, I, I would like think. The, well, they, and they tried that with they tried that on that first drive against A&M. Uh, but, no, I think you got to find a way to get, uh, you know, get, get, get Peyton Thorne some momentum with some easy, uh, you know, not – Again, I don't. I don't know how they draw it up, but like find, finding a way to get Peyton Thorn some completions early feels like it would be a, a step in the right direction tomorrow. Yes, and you got to do slants, and, you, and the best way to do that is with RPOs. I mean, you at least hold the Mike linebacker down for a couple seconds, and you've got man coverage on a slant. I mean, that that was the bread and butter for Alabama when, and, and it still is for Lane Kiffin while he's at Ole Miss. I mean, and that's that, been the bread and butter for Hugh Freeze, and that's why he is, you know not been extremely happy when we've talked to him the last couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Appreciate it, Casey. Yeah, we, we've got to get to our first break, and we will uh, check in with the Don Dunn on the other side. Stick with us here on the Friday Drive. Experience and knowledge. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls, and it's our pleasure to welcome in once again 
Former Auburn defensive line coach, yes, the pit boss himself, that is uh, Coach Don Dunn, joining us here on The Drive. Don, how you doing today? Doing good, Bill. How you doing, Dan? Doing all right, Coach. Always happy to hear from you. I imagine uh, even even a couple of years removed from your time on the sideline, Auburn, Georgia still has a like it's 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 a spe- it's a special week when uh, yeah, it, when these two it, ta- when these two teams no matter what time of the year it is yeah yeah it's really special uh, you know we had a lot of kids from Georgia on our roster uh, which made it even more special but huge game uh, you know the oldest rivalry in the South uh, there's no love lost between us and Georgia um, I I I love playing in that game I think we were five and five when Coach Tuberville's years. I had a lot of wild things happen at both stadiums, um, but it is a great rivalry. And to be honest with you, I was a little disappointed in our head coach this week. I wish he'd get a little more fired up about this game. I think yeah, there's he was no he was trying to game. play it down and talking about yeah. oh no no I don't think there's hate. Yeah, and, and then all of us mean. all of us there in the room went well I don't hey, know about that coach. Hey, you know what? Give yeah, it yeah, give it a no... year. Give it a year or two, yeah. coach. Yeah. Hey, give it a game. Get, yeah, let him get bit by the bulldog or. A hose down or something. Yeah, that uh, you know, it's it's funny, Don. I mean, we we talked. I've talked about it a couple of times this week. Years ago, uh, this this was as friendly a rivalry. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't chippy with the players or the fans. Uh, things have changed. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I guess social media has a lot to do with that. Even oh yeah, with, you know things like this. But it was always a great game, great stadium, great fans, both both fan bases and you're so close, you know, you got a lot of Georgia, you know, people that live in, in this area and vice versa. And, uh, but I remember in the old days we played Georgia and then the next week we had Alabama. So mm-hmm. whew, those were tough days. You, you were, you were there in 2005, the last time Auburn won in Athens, you, you, were, mm-hmm. you were on the sideline for that one with the, uh, with the fourth down call. Uh, there yep. at the uh, there at the end of the game. Time management. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly how you drew it up there. At the, you know, at yep. the end, that was a, that yeah. was a uh, uh, that, that was a, a thrilling finish. And uh, yeah, is, is there a, is there a specific is there a memory or two or, or something that, that really comes to mind when you think uh, Auburn face in Georgia? I think that was a big one for us. You know, they were on the what about the one yard line, and they kind of struggled getting in a play. And I think Spencer Johnson, a couple of them, hit the guy behind the line, and we mm-hmm. kind of just laid there and. And the time ran out, and it was kind of a shock. The game's over. We kind of just took off running to make sure they didn't get us back on the field. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, was a big right. one. That was a big one. Anytime you beat them over there or anytime you win a road game in the SEC, it's big. But, yeah, that was a great, great win for us. Now, uh, boy, quite, quite the uh, challenge for Auburn as Georgia – uh, coming in, the number one team, the two-time defending national champs, and Auburn's trying to bounce back from a uh, a tough outing in College Station last Saturday. Yes, uh, I thought we played pretty well early out there at Texas A&M. We ran the ball early some, and then, you know, we just kind of ran out of gas. Probably the worst thing was we hurt their quarterback. I thought the other kid probably did better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, too many sacks. Uh, too many tackles for loss, but those things we can correct. And I'd like to see us maybe do a little more play action, sprint out, maybe some screen, sprint draw. We got to get the ball to our playmakers, and I think right now it's probably our running backs. And uh, but yeah, I thought they played well early. What was it, ten to six, six to three, six to three, three at half? half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but that's a weird place, isn't it, Bill? That's a tough stadium. It is. It is, and uh, I mean, it, it was so it was hot, uh, and yes. you could see, you, know, you could just feel it late. That mm-hmm. even even when Auburn cut it to twenty to ten, that uh, you know it, it wasn't unlikely that they were going to bust a play because the Auburn defense had just been on the field so much there the second half. Yeah, we got to help our offense, and, and I mean, I'm sorry, our offense has to help our defense, and. Uh, but I think we'll play well. I think the kids will definitely be up for it. Should be another great home crowd. I know there's a lot of people in town. Uh, I noticed that today driving oh, around. And uh, you just got to get excited for this game. I mean, come on, it's Georgia. Absolutely. It felt like against A&M, you know, gradually the the dam is going to burst. You know, when when the right. with the when the defense is on the field that that many drives in a row, and and the offense hasn't been able to to produce points. Uh, Georgia. Uh, different. I mean, talented defense. Uh, they've recruited as well as they have the last couple of years. Uh, although a lot mm-hmm. of the, you know a lot of those players have moved on to the NFL, but it's still a good group led by a familiar name, Will Muschamp. Somebody that the yep. people around. I mean, actually, Coach, what what's your what's your relationship with Coach Muschamp? Because I feel like you guys Very were. Good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if you ever intersected as as on the same staff, but you would have been. Yeah, we were together here at Auburn. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yo, that's true. Yeah, of course. Yes. And uh, Dave is a D coordinator. Right. Uh, yeah, Will's a great guy. He's a fiery guy. He'll have those guys ready for this game. Uh, and uh, excellent coach. Uh, great family man. Just think the world of him. Yeah, fiery he is. There's no Ooh. question about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, you're right now. Uh, it we're, seems we're, it seems special too. Especially, I mean, I would think like Don Dunn was part of a coaching staff that was uh, you know he, he very was, close. Yeah, you guys were close. I, I imagine for Georgia to have three alums, like three guys that were that, that went there and and have the personal relationship that Jimbo and and or not Jimbo Kirby Bobo, yeah. Kirby and Mike Bobo and Will Muschamp all have like that's that's got to make the the run they've been able to to build extra special. Yeah, they're very close. Uh, I think they might have roomed together mm-hmm. uh, even when yep. they were playing they there. And, uh, yeah, they're close, and that makes a difference. It really does. And you got to get along with who you work with and, and have their back, and I know they do, and they're good coaches and good people. Don, very prob- good Don, people. Don probably had a run-in with Del McGee or two back in the day too, right? Because Del would have been – Yes. I mean, he yes. would have been a high school coach at Carver. Yep, back, back when back when you were right. here at Auburn. Now he's on the Georgia yeah. staff as well. Man. I know, I know him well. And then we coached against each other when I was at Western Kentucky. I think he was at was it Georgia, Georgia Southern? Southern, or? yes, he was. yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, good guy too. Done a really nice job. Good recruiter, very good recruiter. We were talking. A lot of folks are wondering. You know, how does you know how how do you get over? Or how quickly do you get over a performance, a loss like Auburn had last week? Well, I, I would think. One of the one of the ways is you know just they know who they've got coming up next. You you better not be thinking about um, yeah. last week when you've got uh, Georgia coming up. No doubt, it makes it a lot easier when you have a, a a big opponent coming up. I would be more worried if we were playing a lesser team mm-hmm. that was not an SEC team and especially a rival. But those kids, you know, they're they're resilient. They'll get over it. They probably hurt till about Monday and then. I'm sure the coaches got them back, and and this is Georgia Week. I mean, it's special, and uh, you got to. I think you have to coach that way. I, you know, I know all the good pat on the back and all that, but hey, it's Georgia, you know. So let's crank it up, and I think we're going to play well. I'm excited about the game. I'm glad it's a 2:30 game. 
And again, I think our kids and crowd is going to be ready to go. Oh, I, I don't think there's any question about that. The uh, uh, Georgia's been a team that has been a little slow starting, and mm-hmm. and the Auburn defense I think has performed better than most people thought coming into the year. I mean, uh, we we knew there were uh, there there was a lot of experience coming back on the back end. Now they've been banged up a little bit back there, but I think the front seven has has played pretty well, and I know that's what you watch closely. Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm happy for him. Um, I was a little worried about him going in. You know, you read all this stuff, which, you know, how that goes. But I think they played well. We played well enough to to win. We've just got – our offense has to help us. And I'm not pointing fingers, but we can't be on the field for that long, especially with the temperatures like they are right now this time of year. you got to keep them fresh. we got to have a good first half. we got to help our defense. No mistakes, you know, turnovers, all those things, you know, coach talk. But uh, it's their first road game, too, now. It's different coming in here. I mean, they're not playing at, uh, you know, some little school down the road. They're playing at at our place. So, so Coach, I I saw, I think it was Nathan King from from Auburn 24-7 compiled the list of the – it was the, the biggest Auburn upset wins of the last couple of decades, the time when Auburn has been a double-digit underdog in a game and they won it outright. You were involved in a couple of those, including I believe Auburn was a 17-and-a-half-point underdog in the Swamp in 2007 yeah. uh, when, they, uh, when, they, when they won that game against then number 4 Florida. Uh, th- there, was, there was at least one more under Tuberville, but that was the, oh, uh, the 0-2 Iron Bowl. 0-2 right. Iron Bowl, Auburn was a, a double-digit underdog and, and, and won that game. What – what is different about preparation, if anything, in a game where, eh, you know, it feels feels like the other team's got a a, a you know a, an, enough of a talent advantage that Vegas would make the line ten plus points? Like, is, is, yeah, there, is there something? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love your thoughts on sort of getting a team. Well, ready. I always I always thought that you that that was a plus for you play the underdog role in the meetings and individual and and you know staff meetings, team meetings. You know, let them know, hey, no one expects you to win. we got nothing to lose. Go, just go play. Enjoy yourself. You work hard all year. This is why you play in these games, the Georgia game, the Alabama game, the Florida games, and take advantage of your opportunities and just play one play at a time. And uh, I believe you got to build up the rivalry. I, I don't believe in just team acts and all that stuff. I think you got to tell these kids, this is Georgia. It's special, so let's go take care of business. Yeah, you you point out the uh, the lack of respect, the fact you're a big underdog, and and that Georgia yes. has Georgia has owned this series lately. I mean, when back you know when 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 you guys were coaching, this was as tight a series, unbelievable how close it was. Not just wins for each side, but the total points on each side were almost exact, and and it's gotten yep. away from that, and now it's like. All right, you know we got to get that. We got to get that back. Go out and earn, you know, earn some of that respect. Right. I remember the play in the end zone here at home. You remember we lost on that last oh, play. God, in the yes. end zone. I still see it. I still feel it. I, it still bothers me. Yeah, uh, a lot of tight games, low scoring games, physical, crazy things happen during the game on the way home. <laughs> I mean, uh, the great Chuck Furlow and I were riding in a van after the blackout over there that night. And got hit in the. I don't know if you remember that. His van got hit on the yeah. interstate. 
Yeah, I, 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 I do remember that. That, that, that fire station. God, yeah, it was bad enough with the bad yeah. enough with the blackout was, and the yeah. Soldier Boy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That that was that and was I'll the t- third. I'll tell you thing. a quick funny story. The troopers came up and the firemen. When we were right in the middle of the interstate, and uh, luckily we didn't get hit from behind. And I still had all my game stuff because we jumped in the car. I wanted to get out of there as fast as we could. And the policeman said, "Coach, you've had a rough night both ways, haven't you?" <laughs> Hey, we I got we got we got a ticket that night on the way out on the way back. I got a ticket for <laughs> driving recklessly when the only thing I did was a trooper came up from the median to chase somebody and I cut over to the other lane and another another trooper behind him got me for swerving and I wow. said, "Well, if I hadn't swerved, I'd have hit the trooper." Yeah. They didn't like that. Right. So I still Alabama got plate, I still got you? that ticket. Yeah. Alabama plates in Georgia. Yeah, and, there, and there were, Coach, there were a couple of moments, you know, a couple of times in the Auburn-Georgia series, I would think 4 qualifies, where, you know, between the atmosphere and the team you assembled, 17, probably another one, where nobody, mm-hmm. nobody, Georgia or anyone else, was going on the field that day in college mm-hmm. football and, and beating Auburn. I think that was true the morning you guys took the field in 17, or in, in right. 04. I think that was probably right. true of the, of the team. Well, I don't know if Auburn's got... Uh, those those kind of horses? No, not yet. We'll see. We'll see if they can make this a really compelling game tomorrow. Uh, n- nevertheless, well, I hope so. And uh, I, I think again, I think we're going to play hard. And uh, you never know. You never know. That's right. And, that's uh, why you play them. That's right. That's right. And but I'm excited about it. As you can tell, a little a little more excited this week. Uh, but yeah, let's let's go take care of business. Absolutely. And get excited about this game. What's, Come on, coach. What's 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 the grill? What's the grill look like uh, overnight tonight, coach? Woo! I can't tell you how many tenderloins I cooked last night. I know at least 120. <laughs> and uh, I talked to Larry a little while ago, and he's he's a nervous wreck. So I'm I'm probably going to go over there in about an hour. I'll be there all night. So hang in there, coach. We really appreciate right, it. Hey, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate Thank it every my, week. Might drop off a beverage for you, Coach. Something like that. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be out. I'll, I'll be out all night. You never know. All right. Well, be safe. <laughs> all right. Take care, Don. Thank you, Coach Don. Dunn joining us as he does Friday afternoons. We really appreciate him spending a little time with us. Need to get to our bottom of the hour break. No, we're running behind. Hey, but we'll open up the phone lines. Love to hear from you as we head up towards six o'clock here on the Friday Drive. ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final 20 minutes here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan with Drew at the controls. Our thanks to Don Dunn joining us as he does each Friday. About to head back and Get to work. Well, you got, you got a, what? Yard? No, he, he is. Oh, he is. Yeah, no, Don Dunn's getting the, uh, the, getting, the getting the smoker. The coals are the coals are hot right now for, uh, for for Don Dunn. And yeah, what did he say? 120 pork tenderloins mm-hmm. he threw out there uh, last night. So yeah, so Don Dunn and uh, and Larry and and the rest of the gang out there. It's uh, always great to talk with uh, Coach Dunn uh, on a Friday previewing. Uh, you know, sometimes we'll get into the other stuff going on in the world of college football. Uh, on a, on a day like this, right? Like it's, it's, it's Auburn, Georgia. And that's, that's really all we, uh, all we talked about with, uh, with coach in anticipation of tomorrow's uh, big rivalry game. Auburn looking to snap a 24 game win streak for Georgia overall, a 
six-game win streak for Georgia in the series. Yeah, what what is it now? It's like oh, overall in the it, is it like fifteen of seventeen or something like that? It's it's uh it's it's well, let's do it this way. Pretty one sided. Starting in name Auburn's wins. Oh, oh yes. so hold on. So starting in 06, right? Georgia won. 06, 07, 08, 09. Auburn won 10. 11, 12, Auburn 14, won. 15, 16. And Auburn won once in 17. They won the championship so game Auburn's in 17. Auburn's won three of the last, what, uh, 17? I think that's going to be so seven. It's not four. it's not 15, two. It's like 14 and three. Or 14 and three, and three since Auburn won in yeah. Athens. Yeah, since yeah. Auburn won in 05 in Athens. It's uh, Georgia has won 14 of 17. I well, think it's actually 18. Because they played twice. So 15, 15 of 18 in the 15, series? Yeah, so that's what it was. Oof. 15 and 3. Yeah. And the series was so close. Yeah, and it's just a – I mean, and, and that's that's not just Kirby. I mean, no. a lot of those, – those are those are quite a few Mark Richt wins. Yes, they are. In that, uh, in, in that, in that series as well. So, uh, yeah, a, a, you know, that that's one – that's one that Hugh Freeze is desperately trying to turn the tide. Everyone in college football is trying to turn the tide in – Well, everybody's trying to, you know, close ground between – Alabama and Georgia and themselves. Right. And, and everyone's and, – and it doesn't seem like – For sure in this conference. At, at the moment, uh, on the field, we haven't seen anyone actually do it. You know, Georgia hasn't won. You know, Georgia hasn't lost in, in 24 games. But, yeah, Auburn at home, first, re- first real road test for Georgia in this, uh, in, in this season with a lot of new faces playing key roles. Uh, let's uh, – yeah, we'll see if – you know, like I said, there's, there's so much focus, Bill, on the Auburn offense – and understandably so, you know, with the the futility we've seen against major conference opponents. If if the Auburn defense can't hold these first couple of drives, even if Auburn's offense plays well, you wonder what kind of shot you've got against Georgia, right? Like that that's where the pressure is on the Auburn defense early because if if Georgia's able to convert uh, and, and finish drives with points early in the game. You know, even if the Auburn offense is playing well, you you just wonder if it's if it's a matter of time before, you know, before the dam breaks. So yeah, early on feels like those first couple drives a lot, a lot of pressure on the Auburn defense. Yeah, now um, something we haven't really talked that much about. I mean, what a huge weekend it is for recruiting. Auburn has uh, some some commitments on official visits. They have a lot. I mean, most of their most of the commitments for twenty twenty four and twenty five will be at the ball game. Um, but but there will be quite a few more uh, big-time prospects coming in for football, basketball. Well, as a matter of fact, for, for pretty much all sports. But, I mean, some, some top recruits coming in. This is, a, this is a, a big weekend, a big day coming up tomorrow. And, you know, the fact that the weather is nice, maybe a little warm, uh, Auburn wants to show – these these uh, recruits, whatever sport it is, how how you know wild the atmosphere can be. So uh, that's one of the things that you know Hugh Freeze has talked about this week, and Bruce Pearl has talked about it this week as well. They they want to see you know you know they want to see the Auburn the Auburn crowd, you know, in a frenzy pregame and and as the game gets going right and, and I think that the the hope would be that even if the final you know even if even if the score isn't necessarily favoring Auburn you still want to see the crowd engaged and sticking around and, and Auburn has done 
I mean, Bill, it wasn't all that long ago, right, that the thought was, except in a couple of key games, uh, th- there would be an emptying out in the second half uh, of, you know, of, of Jordan-Hare Stadium. And, Haven't and seen it this year. I think Auburn has done a great job turning the, the start of the fourth quarter into a real event, and the fan base has shown up in a big way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think uh, I, I would not worry about that. Based on, based on the way the crowd has looked in the first two games, Bill, like I wouldn't be, you know, I I think the Auburn faithful are going to do their part tomorrow because it's you know although it is it is a Talladega race weekend which we talked about off the air you know which is something you don't you know yeah I, that I, that is that's unusual for it to be a weekend of a big football the, home game you know, for the, either Auburn or Alabama the beat writers are all making that trip for because uh, Jordan Hill's getting married and that was uh, that was one of his. Uh, that he's, he's taken some of the guys, and I, I don't know Jordan all that well. You know, we've, we've interacted a little bit, but the guys he's closer with, Justin and uh, uh, I, th- I think uh, uh, Jay Lee from the from the OA News, among some other guys, I think they're all going. I think they're going to do Talladega on on Sunday, so we're going to get a, <laughs> a busy a busy weekend. And I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to getting. We're not just getting a Georgia report from from Justin uh, next uh, n- next Thursday. We're also going to hear about a, a Talladega. But yeah, that's I, I would expect the Auburn faithful. You ever been? I went to Talladega. Remember, as part of that thing a couple of years ago. Uh, where we were, we were going to do the concessions for the Air Force Academy charity. I went to Talladega with oh, my okay. dad, and we and it was it was it was Earnhardt's, Earn, it was Earnhardt Junior's final Talladega, and I had never been before. And we worked in shifts, so there was a Everybody lot. Everybody should to, go once. Yeah, we, we were able to watch a lot of the race. You know, it's sort of working in in shifts there. You know, and and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Like I, I get if you're. Tell you what, if you're passionate about it, it's not my it's not my cup of tea by and large. No, but it's still what it's an amazing show. It, and it is sound. The I mean, and it's it. You know, my understand. I guess it's it's similar to when you're if you go to a pro wrestling show and you don't really care about any of the the, the individuals involved. It's, it's like the spectacle when you and and if you pick sides, if you pick someone yeah. and decide you care about what happens to them for whatever reason, if it's the people that your your friends are rooting for, if it's the people your friends hate, like find whatever reason. Pick someone and root for him, and, and you end up having a uh, you end up having a pretty good time. Well, yeah, I went once. Floyd and I went and made it a day. It wasn't um, this was this was the the summer or the well, I, no, I guess it wasn't. I, I don't maybe it was the spring, and it just was hot because we went and saw we went to Tal- we went to Talladega in the day, and then went to Legion Field. And saw Pink Floyd that night. Wow! It was two of the most amazing what a sounds and sights and uh, spectacles imagine, I've ever seen. Imagine if you'd done it in reverse. No, man, it was <laughs> it was wild. They held up the concert. They held up the concert for people coming from Talladega. Wow! That's now that's that's amazing. They should have now they should have just let Pink Floyd play, you know, center field. They're 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 oh, they should have just said you know oh, race race is over. That would have that would have been way too trippy. I mean, I just I don't know about that. But yeah, it was it was crazy. All right, let's get to our final break. Hey, if uh, love to hear from uh, from folks your thoughts. Give us your pick. We'll give you ours as we wind things down here on the we Friday drive. We don't need no acceleration. Let me show you how Country star Randy Hauser. <laughs> 